we both said we needed motivation, right? Well, she was trying to motivate me, and I was in pain. They were giving out champagne and fireball and mimosas. So, of course, I'm over here trying to, you know, drink some mimosas, drink some champagne, have some Krispy Kreme donuts that were on the side of the road. I was doing as much as I could just to get through this pain. And honestly, I think a little bit of that alcohol had to do with the pain going away at certain times. And welcome to the Runpreneur Podcast with me, your host, Sierra Carter, as we focus on ways that you can run your life instead of letting life run you. Today's episode is a special number 16, the Gate River Run up in Jacksonville. I will be talking about the highlights, the low points, and trying to convince you that you want to go run it too. I promise it's a beautiful race. So here that is coming on up. So today's sponsor is Anchor, and if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's super simple, how I love it. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple, Spotify, and whatever other podcast channel you like to listen to podcasts on. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And you guys, it's pretty much everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast soon, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I promise you won't regret it. So it's another weekend, and unfortunately, it's another weekend without a race going on. Weekends are usually race weekends, and for the first almost, what, eight weeks of this year, there were races going on everywhere. And looking back on it now, I'm kind of regretting not signing up for every race I could have during those weekends, because now we get nothing. But it's understandable I guess I'm trying to sound super sympathetic, but I think we all just miss our normal lives and we're just ready for this to all be over. It's not even annoyance. It's just worn out from all of this. But anyways, because I don't like dwelling on things, I want to focus on the races that did happen. What, what's that quote? Don't focus on what you don't have. Focus on what you got to do or something like that. That's what I want here. So today, I'm going to focus and talk about the Gate River Run, Gate River Run, that's up in Jacksonville, Florida, and it was a uh, 9.15K, I think, yes, 9.3 miles, so it was a 15K, and honestly, I don't sign up for many 15Ks. I think this is the second 15K I've ever done, and personally... It was the worst race I've ever, ever had. But it was nothing to do with the race. It was just because of my life. And I'm not saying anything bad. I'll I'll explain. It's, It's actually pretty humorous. But the race itself was so gorgeous that next year I'm signing back up. I'm driving my butt back up there and I'm gonna conquer the race. But when my great friend, she made it all the worthwhile to go. She pushed me through it and she dragged me. I can't have her on the show this week 
just because of everything that's going on. And I'm also not even in the same state as her. But later on, obviously, because we're not going to have very many races to recap, I will bring her back on here so she can share her side of this story. But let's go ahead and set the scene for the Gate River Run. Okay, so picture this. If you've never been to Jacksonville, Florida, or Florida in general, make it up in your mind. Now, if you've been to Jacksonville, imagine this. So, it's race day morning. It's honestly a really odd morning for me. And I'll, I'll go more through my routine and what happened, but let me set the scene. I keep jumping ahead. Race day morning, I think it's like 30-something degrees. It's in the 30s. For Florida, that's cold. For Jacksonville in March, that's normal. 30-something degrees, but it's sunny out. Like, it is beautiful, crisp blue sky. Crisp blue sky that I didn't even think Jacksonville truly had. But it's crisp blue sky, 30 degrees. Now, there is some wind. The wind, when I say wind, I'm not talking about a little breeze. I'm talking about that constant tropical breeze that won't stop blowing. So when you're cold, you get colder. And it won't stop unless you're behind a building. So I'm pretty sure, and my directions are usually off in the city, but it was a northerly breeze or wind. So it wasn't, it was not, it wasn't even warm. So it was bitter cold this morning, but it was still so much fun. So it's going on. The crowd is pumped. So everybody's running around trying to warm up. They have, you know, the DJs going. They've got all these tents, foods out. And everybody is looking for their corral. So there was four or five waves, I think. And I was supposed to be in the second color. They color code you. They color code you by your time if you submit a time. And I was supposed to be the second, like, group to start running. But my friend, because she didn't submit any times, we were in wave two. So I went with her in wave two. Of course, people were saying we're not supposed to let you do that. But honestly, they're not going to stop me in a crowd of, like, thousands of people. When I'm not trying to cut people, I'm just trying to come back a wave. So we're in wave two. Now, the joke was at this point, everybody's so packed together. And remember, it's cold. So people are, cu- people are coughing. This was a week. Actually, this was this was... The day before the world started to shut down for Corona, her and I kept laughing that this would be the perfect place for Corona to start spreading. Thousands of people in a cold place in the morning and people are hacking, they're like spitting. It's just, it's kind of gross. It would be the perfect place, but we didn't care because we were ready to run. Anyways, moving on. The race starts, and honestly, it goes through the city of Jacksonville. It's a beautiful area. It goes over two bridges. One's called the uh, the Green Monster, and that's going to be the last bridge. And honestly, it was not as steep as I was expecting and how everybody was talking about it. But it was a really long, like, when I say really long downhill, I'm talking... A mile it took to get down the hill, down the ramp, and back to the finish line. Because it's at, I think it starts at 8.8 miles. If it's a 9.3 mile race, the whole last mile is 
up and over this bridge. So that should put into perspective how tall this bridge is and how long it takes to get down. So the race overall was awesome. I'd get, I'd give it a solid 10 on the course, 10 on the setup and 10 about everything about it. Perfect time of year in Jacksonville because it was cold. But when you started running, you were, you were okay. The only terrible part was when you're trying to go over that last bridge because the wind was so horrible. Remember when I'm saying it was a northerly, not even friendly breeze? It was, it was rough. I couldn't even hear my friend as she was running beside me. Anyways, I want to set the scene before I get her on in a few weeks to give her version of the story and her perspective of how she liked this race. It was a weird race for me, and honestly, it's going to go down in the worst race in history. So before I even got to this race, days before, so I'd been missing long runs. It had been a very stressful time in my life, very confusing, stressful time. Everything was going on, and it wasn't even because of corona. So I kind of shoved those words back in my mouth thinking it was stressful because of corona. But... A few days before, I had done a nine-mile run on Wednesday, a seven-mile run Thursday, and another nine-mile run on Friday. And it was now Saturday, so I was gearing up to do another nine-mile run. Something's wrong with this picture. I didn't give my body any time to rest. But again, because I said it was a confusing and just really weird time in my life, I was running like crazy. And two days before... I literally thought to myself, man, I'm really happy I haven't gotten injured yet. Like, this is great. My legs feel like they can just go on forever and ever and ever. I should have shoved those words back into my mouth as fast as they came out. So, race day. It was a really weird race day. So, I went up kind of late to my friends because this race, I don't live in Jacksonville. She does. It's about two and a half hours away from my house. So I had to drive up. I drove up, got to her place at like 9 p.m. The race was at 8, so it wasn't a super early race, which is really nice because it gave it time to warm up. But I went over pretty late. We had some pasta, and then I went to bed. Now, when I woke up, something, it just felt like such an off morning. And let me tell you, it didn't get any better during the day. And if you've ever had one of these races, you're going to understand this. So I woke up. And I just had that weird feeling. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I don't really feel like running today. But I have her to help me run. So I'm, I'm going to do it anyways. And I did. But my foot was hurting. And I'm talking about the side of my foot. So that, that bone that sticks out on the side of your foot, that was hurting with those tendons around it. And I thought that was kind of an odd pain because I've never, ever felt that before. But I ignored it because I run through injuries. I run through everything, and I really didn't think much of it. I do have a foot roller that I had used on my foot. It didn't really help, so I kind of just, like, let it go on its own. Anyways, so I get up. We're kind of dragging our feet, not really moving as fast as I thought we would. But we were going to be fine. We are going to make it just to the start of the race. I wasn't worried about it. I knew there were waves. I knew it was going to take like up to 10 minutes to get everybody past that start line. But I had charged my Garmin the night before. I go over to my Garmin to put it on. It's not working whatsoever. 
oh, that's weird. It's super weird to me that's not even working. But it, it's not working, so I was like, okay, fine. I'll wear my Apple Watch. Well, I didn't charge my Apple Watch because there was only one plug, and I used it for my Garmin that decided to, like, not work for, for me that morning. So, of course, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh. These are, like, so – there's so many signs right now that I shouldn't be running this race, including – I'm just exhausted and mentally not prepared or ready for this race. But I was still doing it anyway. So I charged my Apple Watch as much as I possibly could. But at the same time, it was still pretty dead. So it lasted about two miles into this race. That's beside the point. Because two miles was when I actually should have stopped. That was my sign. That was my sign. I should. I had no business running this race. Anyways, my foot was really hurting. I'm sitting in the back of the car thinking... Oh, I hope my foot doesn't hurt. And you know those cold mornings where your muscles just tighten up? This was one of those mornings. So I figured my foot hurt because it was cold and it was tight and my toes were were already numb because it was so cold. When it gets cold outside, my toes get numb. So again, it was one of those mornings. Anyways, so I kept going, didn't worry about it. We're walking to the start line. My foot is in so much pain at this point. But I didn't want to say anything because I wanted to run this race. That is how stubborn I am. I will run a race in so much pain. And trust me, it does not get easier from this. So we start the race and I'm starting to run. And I'm kind of hobbling, thinking, okay, when I warm up, maybe the, you know, whatever's in there, the tendons or the muscles or whatever was hurting, will loosen up. Okay, they never did. Never, never did. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I was starting to hold my breath. Because when you're in pain, you kind of wince. But I've also realized when I'm in pain, I hold my breath. So I started holding my breath and I started having trouble to run. Running, which was, it's, it's embarrassing. Because when you think that you're a good runner and your friend's like, what's going on with you? And you're huffing and puffing and limping. It's hard to explain because you don't want to say, hey, I'm injured. I can't do this. So I never said that. I just kept going. And so I get past mile one, and I was like, all right, I can do this for another 8.3 miles, right? Mile two comes. Okay, that's fine. I got it. Mile about two and a half, there was a rock in the road. Now, I didn't see this rock because my friend and I, we were looking at this guy that was running through the streets of Jacksonville barefoot. And I couldn't believe, who runs through the street of Jacksonville barefoot? Well, honestly, I wish I would have been barefoot, Because I stepped on a perfectly round rock and rolled my ankle on the foot that was hurting. The minute it rolled, I knew I had no business running this race. You know how as a runner, you roll your ankles and they just kind of give out once in a while. You're on the curb and you just kind of felt it roll like real quick, but you know, it's fine. This was not one of those times. This was one of those times where I immediately stopped, grabbed my friend, pulled her to the side and started holding my ankle. Because I knew, I knew I just pulled something. I knew something was wrong. Well, again, because I'm stubborn and I'm only at two and a half miles, I decided, you know what, forget it. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to walk it off. Walk it off, walk it off, walk it off. And, of course, she's asking, are you okay? What's going on? Well, I had actually never been in so much pain in a race in my entire life. But I kept going. Until about mile four and a half, when I felt my calf, my foot, every tendon in my foot, my muscles on my calf, everything tightened on the side where I rolled my ankle. And I could tell it's because I'm babying it. I was limping. I was struggling so much that we had to roll out my my foot and my calf. 
at mile like four and a half. Now, when I was at mile four and a half, I knew I could do this. I only had four and a half miles to go. I can do it. It was a pep talk. She encouraged me the entire way. It was not a pretty race, but we kept our pace below nine miles, which I was actually pretty proud of. But if I go back and see videos of me running this race, I'm definitely limping on one side. So on my tippy toes, because I couldn't walk on this foot. I couldn't strike my heel. There was something about striking my heel that wouldn't let me, but I could walk on my tippy toes. And my other foot was regular. So I looked just a little jagged and I don't, (laughs) I wish somebody would have filmed me because I looked awful. Now there was a few times like here and there that my foot would stop hurting. So I just kind of appreciated it took it in the moment and kept running. And then there were times where it hurt hurt so much. I couldn't believe I was still going again. I took it with stride and I kept going when we got, when we were going up the bridge, that last bridge, it actually felt okay. And I was really happy thinking, all right, maybe it was just a tweak and it'll be fine. Maybe something just is like out of alignment needs to be, you know, kind of like, massaged and like pop back into place or something stupid. We are going down the hill. I had never been in so much pain in my life and I knew something was wrong. So we're running across the finish line and I'm limping. I'm limping as much as I could. Oh, actually I forgot a part during the race. (laughs) We both said we needed motivation, right? Well, she was trying to motivate me and I was in pain. They were giving out champagne and fireball and mimosas. So of course I'm over here trying to, you know, drink some mimosas, drink some champagne, have some Krispy Kreme donuts that were on the side of the road. I was doing as much as I could just to get through this pain. And honestly, I think a little bit of that alcohol had to do with the pain going away at certain times. And I'm not going to take that back. Anyways, going across the finish line, I was, I'd never been happier to finish a race. Now we placed like 72nd and 73rd in this race in our age group. So it wasn't the best race we've ever run, but looking back on it, I'm so proud that her and I got through it and I couldn't have done it without her, which is insane because this race was, (laughs) this race was the devil himself. And it was telling me, you've got to slow down. You've got to take care of yourself because if you don't, everything you want is going to fall apart. Now, This race was before they postponed Boston. So you can imagine the thoughts that were flying through my head. I was so upset. When I twisted my ankle, I started laughing. And of course, you know, crazy people start laughing when they get hurt. But I literally said, this would be the race that I get injured at. Peak week, I had no business running this race. Boston was a little over a month away and I knew I had just almost ruined my training because I was not going to be able to run this week. And I had no business running that week nor the week after, but I still did because I couldn't handle it. So the entire week I could feel my ankle. It wasn't even my ankle. It was between my heel and the side of my foot, which is a very odd spot, but it felt like I was walking on a ball the entire week because it was swollen. And it took me another four days to start running again. I should still shouldn't have run. The first three runs were awful. Set the fourth run, it kind of hurt afterwards. And then after that, it was there, but I kept massaging it out and getting it massaged my calf so much that it finally went away. And I actually think the problem is there were muscles in my calf that were pulling on my foot. And my massage therapist 
explains this the best way. I don't know how to completely explain it, but everything holds together what it should. And when one place is tight, it's going to pull on other muscles. So I truly believe I strain muscles up through my leg, just twisting my ankle into my calf, and it was straining everything in my foot. So I'm totally fine now. But at the time, I was furious because I figured I just screwed up Boston. Now, luckily, three days later, the entire world, you know, falls apart and Boston somehow postponed. And that is where I see the silver lining in everything. I never get injured. The one time I get injured, somehow the race of my dreams is postponed. So I was so happy about this. So you can only imagine that feeling of when you get injured, you're automatically thinking, oh, shoot, I'm going to be out of this race. But then a miracle, legit a miracle, nothing that's happened in 120-something years to the Boston Marathon just happened this year when I got injured. Now, I'm not saying I'm the only one out there. I'm sure there's other people that are happy and there's other people who are extremely upset that this is postponed. It goes both ways, but I'm saying I found my silver lining and I can come to peace with what's going on. But on another note, I would definitely do this race again. Now, would I do it if I know Boston's coming up again? Probably not because it might be a cursed race. But at the same time, I do see all of these things as signs. I see them as I should have listened the first time that my Garmin didn't work, that I wasn't feeling good, that I was running myself down. And then I twisted my ankle, but somehow it all aligned because Boston was postponed. So what am I not going to do coming up here in Boston training starting in June? I am not going to be running too many races because I am not twisting my ankle. I am going to keep my ankle as sturdy as possible. But overall, the Gateway River Run is one of the most beautiful races I would definitely recommend going to do. Now, there's difference between beautiful races in the city and beautiful races on the countryside because they're both got their own categories. But... The races that I've done through a city, Jacksonville is by far one of the prettiest and one of my favorites. And I will definitely do it again. Depending on the sequence of events and how things line up, I will definitely be signing up for this again. So that's all I've really got for you guys today. So I hope you enjoyed my story of the Jacksonville Marathon. And honestly, not Jacksonville Marathon, what did I just say? The Gateway River Run 10K and 5K. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And next time I will have my friend come on and talk about her experience because I want to hear from her because she just kind of jumped into this running thing with me and I love her for it. She is so sweet. She is so much fun. She is so bubbly. And her and I have so much in common. So that's what we will be focusing here on next weekend. But this week coming up, we've got plenty of more content coming out to you. And we might be, you know, digging a little deeper into what we should be doing, how we're going to do it, and how are we going to run the life that we want. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please go ahead and like and subscribe on wherever you listen to this podcast, on YouTube, Spotify, Apple iTunes, wherever you, wherever you are listening right now, please go write a review as well. And Go like at The Runpreneur on Facebook and Instagram for more content content or content suggestions. Other than that, you guys have a safe and happy, healthy weekend. I will be here again starting Monday to bring you whatever 
questions that you have. So I love you guys. Run your lives the way you want to. I will see you later. Bye.